Welcome to episode 12 of Trust the Process with Lex and Jen. I'm Jen. And I'm Lex. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So we are coming to the end of March. Wow. Literally January yesterday. <laughs> As you know, at work... It's been crazy. (laughs) We had almost 3 million people visit our new station's website this month. Because it had a little bit to do with, you know, the wildfires, the plane crashes. The spring break, dude. The (laughs) the spring break madness. Which, to you guys out there, that's a new update, I guess. The spring break stuff. You worked on Sunday, so tell them, like, what kind of... Yeah, so if you... It it made national news, but um, if you didn't know, Panama City Beach had... Kind of a crazy spring break weekend. Um, a lot of people came and created a lot of ruckus. I, you know, was out there reporting right in the middle of it. Um, and there was a shooting and it was just crazy. But luckily everything has passed. But uh, yeah, it's ugh, the dangers of spring break in Panama City Beach because it's known to be like a spring break de- destination. It always has been. Um, but that was unlike anything I've ever seen. Definitely insane for sure. And obviously when you hear like, or more like when you see that video body cam from one of the police departments here showing like shots fired, shots fired. That was insane. I got chills watching that. And they were running towards, you know, where the shots were coming from. And that's such a brave thing. I, I've said since the beginning, especially with, you know, the wildfires and stuff, I'm so incredibly thankful for our law enforcement and our first responders because I could never do what they do, honestly. Yeah, no, seriously. Pray for Bay. Never ends. Pray for <laughs> Bay. I love that. Tell us a positive from your week positive for my week and i have one right off the top of my head like this is i don't think ever happened but bridgerton's back oh my gosh (laughs) and that's all that's all i have folks no seriously though bridgerton is back and to me that's amazing i watch it with my mom so it's like a cute little mother-daughter thing we do together um we'll do like a facetime date and watch it but it's back so eek (laughs) but the one crappy thing is i know if you guys listen or watch the bridgerton show um, the Duke isn't in season two at all, and that's oh, no. upsetting, but I will say season two still is good without him. So, Jen, that means you have to start watching. I know. I need, I'm, I'm so bad about, like, not watching stuff, but like I told you the other day, I watched Pride and Prejudice, the 2005 movie with Keira Knightley, and it was so good. Well, then you're going to love this, because it's kind of like nowadays that. In a way. Okay. But there's still, like, love and, like, lust, and you get to see how they, like, interact. But it's more, like, in current time. They just act as if it's, like, in the 1800s. So it's kind of cool to see all their outfits. Beautiful sets. Like, oh, my goodness. I just want to go to a Bridgerton party. <laughs> like, that's all. That's my bucket oh my list. Oh, gosh. That consists of all the items on my bucket list currently. I need to do one of those. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, a positive for my week, if we're sticking with the theme... I am almost all the way caught up and or finished with 
the Netflix show Inventing Anna. I need to watch that one. You do need to watch that one because I feel like you would really like it. And there's a lot of stuff about fashion, but there's also, it centers around a journalist and kind of the process of putting the story together because I know you like in-depth stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm listening. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of your forte. So um, I think you'll really like that. And honestly, your boyfriend, Ricardo, whether he admits it or not, I think he would really like that. (laughs) Ricky, if you're listening, I think... Guess what's on our list? Yeah. (laughs) I think he would enjoy the real estate and like money kind of crypto wiring kind of thing. I think it's up his alley. So I think he's going to be interested in it, whether he admits it or not. (laughs) Well, Jen, for this episode, we promised everyone last week we'd have a guest and. Alas, we have a guest. We do. (laughs) So here's a listen in on our conversation with our friend, Erica. This week, we have on our show an old friend who we used to work with together, and she is now in South Florida, absolutely thriving. It's our friend, Erica. Yes, we love Erica. Hi. Um, She used to work with us, like we said here, as a reporter. Now she's completely switched, I mean... Industries. Industries, yeah, totally. So... Let's have you introduce yourself first, Erica. Hi. Well, as you said, I'm Erica. Two years ago, I guess three years ago, I started out of college as a news reporter, and I got to eventually work with both of you guys, so it's been so sweet to stay friends, and even though I moved, um, I can't believe it's already been a year. It's insane. I'm out here in South Florida. I grew up here in South Florida, so... Um, it's a familiar place for me and I am having a lot of fun just learning how to be an adult in my mid (laughs) twenties. So always an interesting time for sure. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's been definitely one of the most like confusing, but exciting times of my life so far. I bet. And Erica means so much to me because you were the one that helped me get this job. So I, I forgot about that. Yes. (laughs) So I owe you. It was so cool. <laughs> I owe you the world, Erica. Like, it's been oh it's gosh. been crazy working here for a year and just knowing that you were, you know, the foundation that helped me get here. So, uh, forever thankful. Well, you earned it. You <laughs> earned it. You you know you worked hard, and I have no problem ever putting in a good word. So Aww. I was so glad that you. Made it, and then we became friends, and we were neighbors for a little while, which was so cool. I know. I was super thankful for that. So, But, I mean, as much as it killed me to know that you got out of the industry, I know that you have got to be so much happier now, right? Yes, I am. 365 days ago, I was coming to the end of my contract um, for my first news job, and I was not happy. (laughs) I I think I was trying to convince myself that like, you know, it was just part of what I had to do in order to get to the next job or or whatever. Um, But no, getting out of it, just even six months out of it, I realized like how much happier I was (laughs) because I used to get kind of, and I'm just going to be very real with you guys about like everything that happened. I don't know. Like I used to be, when you're working together with everybody, like as happy as you are for people, it's still kind of a competition because you're all like kind of competing for jobs, 
you know, in different places and, you know, awards and everything. And I hate to say it, but a lot of times, like, I would get super jealous of my friends, my coworkers, if, you know, I felt like, I wasn't as, you know, doing as well as them or or they had better skills than I did or whatever. And I didn't like that. I'm normally a very happy person, very down to earth. I really like to help people and support people. And I just found myself not doing that. And even just six months out, I am like everybody's biggest cheerleader. I try to be anyway. I'm so happy for everybody that's succeeding and doing well in in the industry because it's a really hard industry and it it has a tendency I think to sometimes like pit people against each other and um I'm happier to be like out of that environment for some people they can really thrive in it and it's good you know it it just just wasn't me so it it just took me having to get out of it like forcefully to see that so I'm, I'm really um yeah I'm I'm a lot happier, yeah. Yeah, and tell us too now sort of what you're doing. Right now, I work as a professional videographer for a major public health system. So um, it's comprised of four large hospitals here in Broward County. Um, So I am their videographer for social media videos, for um, news conferences. So, So even though I'm out of news, I still work directly with news a lot of the time. So like... In COVID, when, you know, we were still having a surge, um, I can go into the more restricted areas because I have access to the PPE and I can go and film and give that video to our local outlets here, which is Miami and Fort Lauderdale. Um, So my stuff has still been on the news. It's just not me reporting. (laughs) So it's still been super cool. Um, I do have a lot of video. I'm actually branching into a little bit of the PR and marketing world as well. So I've gotten to learn so many new skills and just how to utilize video for like strategic communication. And I really loved it. Yeah, well, that sounds fantastic. And obviously our big platform here trust the process how would you say the past year what has been the biggest moment for you where you're like wow I'm just gonna have to trust what's going on and know there will be an end oh my gosh wow so yeah there have been several moments um I'll just start by saying and you guys both know this I think that I'm a major control freak like I need to have a plan I've had a plan ever since like high school even middle school like I knew I was going to high school and I knew which clubs I was joining which included TV then from there I knew I was going to Miami University of Miami go Canes that's where I went to school then in University of Miami you know I knew before I graduated college you know where my first job was going to be I always had a plan and um I've really learned over the last year like what happens when you know that plan just doesn't work out like I I don't I don't know really a better way to say it it started when you know I was applying we were getting to the end of my contract and I was applying to a bunch of news jobs in you know second market areas but a big part of it is that I wanted to come back here to South Florida that was always part of my plan was to come back to South Florida it was really important to me my boyfriend and I were going through two years of long distance we've been together now four years so two of those were long distance and I was ready for that to end I you know my mom lives here I wanted to be closer to family I wanted to be closer to my home and so that was always part of the plan and 
the whole time that I was working, it just always like I never even questioned that I would get a news job down here. I just never even questioned it because then um there's another medium sized market down here that you know is a very typical second job market and you know I applied I applied and I'm like two two and a half months out from my contract and it's like a normal time to start applying for those jobs and you know a week went by didn't hear back like another week went by didn't hear back I'm like okay you know it's kind of a tough time to get a job right now COVID's still around and eventually you know like three weeks went by and I didn't hear back so I followed up I sent in another application I sent in multiple applications to multiple stations down here, and I didn't get so much as an email back. Oh my gosh! From any of what? them. Oh my god. <laughs> from any of them, and I had friends at some of these places too that you know were putting in a good word for me with the bosses and everything. I worked really, really hard to be like the best journalist I could be in a small market news station, and it's hard. It's grueling. You guys both know how hard small market news is the pay's not good you know the hours aren't great and you're you're living breathing (laughs) sleeping news you know and so I was ready for you know all that to pay off and and I just remember like this moment of like oh my gosh do I have to have like a backup plan like because when my contract ends I'm leaving like I didn't want to extend it I I wanted to And so that just kept happening for a while. And and I kind of went into like a small crisis mode (laughs) because I didn't have a other plan. Like, as I said, my plans always work out. I always do everything I can to make sure my plans work out. And this time it was just completely out of my control, completely. And I was so uncomfortable with that. Yeah. And I... I had a front row seat to all of this going on. And (laughs) I just, I felt so bad because I'm like, there's nothing I can do. But like, my friend is like going through a crisis. Not to mention too, for everyone listening, like Erica is a fantastic writer. Like you you feel like you can like see and smell exactly what's happening because you're just like so detailed and it just you know i want to email these re- or these news directors <laughs> no, back it's okay. now and be like hello you missed out <laughs> it's okay it's okay but with that said you're happy now yeah. so let's discuss you yeah. know like obviously once that plan yeah you know, didn't work out where you thought it was gonna go yeah so eventually like you know i put in my two weeks and that was like me jumping off the cliff into the unknown because i i didn't have another job lined up i just knew i was moving back here and a couple other jobs that you know seemed like they were going to work out fell through and at that point it just had happened so many times and I was in such a spiral I just let I just let it be unknown I just let it be unknown and I remember something my counselor said if you've ever thought about going to counseling going to therapy like it is not taboo it is so good for any time in your life if you can do counseling even if it's something on YouTube like some kind of free session it's so good and my counselor she said that you know what's the worst that can happen what's the worst that can happen and the worst that could happen is that I just don't have a job for a while okay and then what's the worst that can happen um, I'm gonna have to get like a hourly job, like a uh, be a waitress or this or that. And there, she said, okay. So the worst that can happen is you'll like make money doing something you've never done before, and that might be an interesting experience. Yeah. And it's like you know what? Yeah, like it's just a change of perspective. And is it what I wanted? No. But what will happen? 
will happen and what's meant to be yours will be yours. So it was just a matter of learning how to trust the unknown, trust the process that it's not necessarily going to work out according to your plan, but it will work out one way or another. And so it did, you know, I left and I I got in my tr- moving truck and I got on the road and we came back home to South Florida and I was able to take like a month off of working, which I desperately needed to clear my head. And within like two weeks of that break, I got another job. It worked out. It worked out. I got in and it was with the people I've never met before. Like I had no connections to this place. I have never worked in healthcare. Like I had no idea this was going to happen. And as it turns out, that job has been better for me mentally, better for me emotionally, physically, financially, like every category, this job has given me exactly what I wanted. That news just, it wouldn't have given me that. And I'm so grateful that, you know, of people, if you, if you want to call it God, if you want to call it the universe, the process, whatever you want to call it, I'm just so grateful that for me, it's God like provided me with an opportunity that I never, ever imagined you know, I would be doing this. So I did. I learned how to sit in the uncomfortable unknown for a while. And that's a new skill for me. And it's something that I feel will serve me well in my life. Um, So now it's like, okay, it won't be my first rodeo the next time that a plan just doesn't work out. And I have no idea what to do. Like, I know that it's going to work out one way or another. And it's not like I wasn't doing anything to try to get another job. But you know, I just opened the realm of possibilities to new things. And that was so freeing because for so long, my identity was like in news. Your identity is, is so important that you don't place your identity in something that's out of your control, like a job or, or, or whatever it may be. Because for me, my identity for so long was like I was a news reporter. I was a TV girl from middle school to high school to college to my first job out of college. And so when I lost that for no f- reason of my own, like other than just choosing to move back to South Florida, I really struggled with like who I am, what I'm going to do, what I want to do, um you know, the disappointment of like this reality that I had formed in my mind, like not being what happened. And so that, you know, that took me a while to work through. It took me months. And I have heard that with a lot of other reporters that have left the industry, that even if it was their choice to leave, it's still like you're leaving a piece of yourself behind. And so allowing myself to like grieve that and to feel disappointed that it didn't work out while at the same time being thankful for this new opportunity that's opening so many doors um it's just allowing yourself to like feel all those emotions and trust the process we love hearing that that's just (laughs) yeah it's it's so inspiring because I know where you were and just have seen how far you've come and I mean there's no other word than just utterly inspiring so um it's just I completely get having to like grieve your past self and just move on to the next chapter so I'm really happy that you were able to do that um yeah it's just super cool me too yeah is this something you think that you'll do now for a while or where do you see yourself going from this point forward yeah yeah so I definitely enjoy what I'm doing right now um it is more 
I'm learning new skills. So I kind of feel like in in news, I was very good at what I did. Um, I, I feel, were, and yeah. <laughs> I wasn't, thank you. I was good at it. And I, it was challenging adjusting to the deadlines and adjusting to, you know, the, the, that life, like it was a mental toughness challenge I feel for me, but toward the end of two years, I kind of felt like, okay, I'm, I'm over this challenge. Like what's the next one? And then it was okay. Like learning how to be uncomfortable and, and not knowing what the future holds, but just trusting that's going to work out. That was another challenge. And I feel like this job I'm learning, new skills about marketing i'm learning new things about public relations i actually just sent my first press release the other day to our local stations down here i don't think anybody picked it up but it was still like exciting for me i screenshotted it i'm keeping it (laughs) um but i'm just getting to work with so many people here that are so like so professional and just mentors you know they're they're mentors in different things that I've never done before so for me I can see myself staying here for a while learning new things and learning new skills and potentially maybe even going back to school to to get a master's degree in maybe like strategic communications or some other form of communications um you know just to be able to do more with what with what I'm doing right now I'm still kind of trying to figure out what my end game is and I'm just learning to like be okay with not knowing what it is because forever I I always knew what what it was going to be and now I'm just you know what I kind of like not knowing and just allowing doors to open and then being able to have the freedom to walk through whichever one I feel like I want to take yeah well it sounds like it's good to always like identify like hey here's where i have to like improve or what i need to do to better myself further so i think it's good that you've identified that and you're actively working on it i don't feel like i would have been fully prepared for until now so i think that's another part of trusting the process is just trusting that the obstacles and the challenges that you're facing now are at the perfect time for you because maybe somebody else experienced this a while ago, that was the perfect time for them. But me at 25, this was the perfect time for me to experience this challenge and be able to adapt and grow into who I'm becoming. So I think that that is important too, because everybody's got different timelines. Everybody's got different, you know, things they're going through and I think it's timed right for everybody individually. Yeah, no, I love that. And also, too, now that you're home, this is obviously where your boyfriend is, too, now. So that distance has come to an end. So let's talk a little bit about... I know our past series that we just did was about love. Mm -hmm. So we can kind of transition into that a little bit and tell us about, you know, how working with distance compared to, you know, being there in person, what were the challenges there? And is it ultimately a situation you're now (laughs) like, oh, I love this. Tell us about that. So both of you know how difficult the long distance was especially as it came to an end actually like that I think was the hardest part of the whole long distance was the last two months being so close to the finish line but like not being there that was so hard um but so yeah my boyfriend and I've been together for it was actually four years last week congrats Um, (laughs) together thank you it's been four years And honestly, I feel like the long distance works when the two people in the partnership are willing to make it work. And that it requires like work on both ends. I think it requires a a lot of independence and being okay with the independence. Um, For me, that was a little bit easier because as I mentioned, I'm a pretty independent person. So is my boyfriend. 
and um so that that made it a little bit easier but it still was so hard I remember just like being having having to drop him off at the airport or coming to visit and then leaving to co- to go back to Panama City was like depression for a week after that and um so it's just learning how to care for yourself to um communicate your needs to your partner you know feeling that there were a lot of times you know that we didn't have a next date especially during covid it was hard to travel so we there were a lot of times where we didn't know the next time we were going to see each other and that's always a really big recommendation like always have a next day like a next time planned in advance it's just so much it's so, so helpful but we didn't always have that and so it, it wasn't always easy there were some rocky times but I would just say you know patience communication and just working through those tough times are so important to maintaining a long distance relationship and a close proximity relationship Okay, because when I got back here, I had trouble adjusting to seeing him all the time, actually, because the transition from the long distance to, okay, now I'm still just as independent, but now we see each other a lot and, you know, like learning how to be patient when he's doing things that are annoying me or, you know, just all the different things that come into a partnership. But he's honestly so good. And he's like the patient's master. I learned patience from him (laughs) because he's so patient. I love that. I love that you guys made it work. Um, like you said, it's not always easy being in long distance relationships. And I've talked about that in past episodes and Lex has too. So we, I think we've all kind of experienced the heartache of long distance, but it is just amazing to see how far you guys have come, the two of you, um, because you. you just you made it work you defied the odds and you know we tried it was really hard it was really hard and there may have been a small break in there because it was it was hard it's really hard I don't want to minimize maybe for some people it's not that hard but it, for for us it was it was it was tough absolutely I I think this was a perfect way to kind of wrap up our series the process of love um so and now you're home you're with family you're exactly where you wanted to be um what is the biggest thing that you've learned throughout this whole process this past year okay well I definitely think just being like I said just being okay with things you know not working according to whatever plan you had and just allowing yourself the freedom to explore other options to you know, just to, to trust that some, something's going to come along. Something's going to, if you're, if you're trying and if you're working and trying to make something happen, it will, I think it, it will happen. It may not be what you thought it would be, but it will. So I think just learning that when things don't work out, when things fall through, it will be okay. It's, it's going to work out one way or another in some way, shape or form. And you're going to learn something else i've been learning to prioritize my wellness my wellness in every way so mental health physical health emotional health like i've been really practicing prioritizing my fitness because that's always been a big deal for me that's always been something that well actually no it has not always been something that has been like a priority for me but in recent years like throughout college my fitness definitely helps me 
with, you know, emotional health and feeling happy and all of that. So I've just been learning, you know, how to wake up early and get it in, like fit in, fit it in, make it a priority. Um, I've been learning how to do more of a self-care routine. Like I'm not a skincare person. I've, I don't know skincare, but one day I just went to Ulta and I asked somebody for help and I just got some skincare products and now I have a skincare Aww. routine and it makes me feel good. Yes, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel happy. I love it. <laughs> yes. The self-love and then also, okay, this is huge and it's not so like self-care-esque, but financial health, oh. okay? I have been, it's it's been such a huge part of, of my relief and, and feeling like, okay, this is this has been good. This has been good. My financial health, paying off my credit cards. I officially paid off one of my credit cards the other day. I feel so good that I've been trying to save money and save money for things that I really want to do, like a lot of money for trips and for things that I, you know, want to maybe more freelance gear because I also like to do my own photo video gigs. So getting new gear, you know, saving for things, paying off debt has been so huge to my mental well-being that I definitely think like learning how to prioritize that um, has been a big lesson as well. And, it, you know, it comes with the financial stability that my job has given me. So it's not like it's it's easy to do it for everybody, but it is easy. Even if it's $10 a paycheck that you're using to pay it off, that's $10 less that you have to pay. So just paying it off, however, you know, you have to do that has been a huge... That's so inspiring because it's definitely something I've been struggling with recently. And as you know, it can be really hard being in this industry and not making a ton of money and just finding yourself in a never ending spiral of financial instability. And that's, I mean, complete straight up, like that's kind of where I'm at in my life right now. So it is so, yeah, it's great to hear that you are able to have that financial freedom and it makes me really want to have what you have. It's definitely been something that has helped me, you know, in my mental health. Because it does remove a lot of stress. Like, you know, removing the debts. But it, it's hard. It's hard. It's way easier said than done. Especially when you're not getting paid enough. Tons of good stuff. Giving all of our <laughs> listeners tons of good stuff. Oh, we appreciate you being on the podcast. Our first guest. So that's exciting. Yay. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. That's so cool. This is my first podcast as well. I've never been on a podcast before. But I want you to plug yourself too for everyone here. Where can they find you if they want to ask questions? Oh my gosh, yes. Erica Orsad, DM me, send me a message. My Instagram is private, but you can follow request me or message request. I do look at them. I just tend to not <laughs> accept everybody that is if I don't if I don't know them. So like message me, but it's at you can't see Erica because I used to be obsessed with John Cena actually. So it was like you can't see me. I actually did oh I didn't make it for myself. <laughs> a friend of mine made my Instagram handle and I've just never changed it. So it's at you like the letter U C A N T the letter C and then E R I K is my Instagram. <laughs> that is so funny. Well, thank you so much, Erica, again for being on our podcast. And Woo-hoo! yeah, we're so glad you were able to do that and take the time to chat with us. I hope that this story can be helpful for people that are maybe going through a transition or 
a time or they don't know what's next because I'm here to tell you that it's going to work out. It's going to be okay. And it's, you're going to figure it out. It's going to be fine. Thank you guys so much for listening. We are so incredibly thankful for everybody that listens. I know it's been a crazy month, a lot of different kinds of episodes we've had each week, but we appreciate you for uh, listening on. Absolutely, and hopefully you guys continue with that as well, but you can always catch up with us on our social media on Instagram at Trust the Process Pod. But for now, I'm Jen. And I'm Lex. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>